have no idea what my lines are and go on stage and just say them. Hello, we are here at Sun Sounds of Arizona in Flagstaff, Arizona, and welcome to episode 34 of Untamed Shrews Women Talk Theater presented by the Flagstaff Shakespeare Festival. I'm Becky. And I'm Hannah. And I'm Dawn. Today we are discussing stage fright and nerves <laughs> and how we can move past it when we perform. But before we get into that, how are you, Shrews? <laughs> Hello. Yeah. You're so pregnant. Yeah. I'm so pregnant. This is going to be my last episode for till a June, while. Yeah. yeah, probably till January, well, February, maybe. Like mm-hmm. spring. March. <laughs> I'll be on maternity leave, yeah. let's see, December, January, February. So, yeah, I'll see you guys sometime in the spring. Um, just trying to get ready. I was just explaining. I'm so tired. I do not have the stamina that I had at the end of my last pregnancy. I was, like, still working out and still doing this. And this time I'm, like, I'm just tired and I just want to sleep all the time. Yeah. But um, Sean did remind me that last time I was taking, like, three-hour naps in the middle of the day, which oh. you just oh. can't do with a toddler. Oh, yeah. So oh. I think it's just, like, a different balance of like mm. trying to meet my body's needs right now which are mostly sleep yeah. <laughs> and then it's really hard to sleep because you have horrible I have most pregnant women have horrible acid reflux and you get like these weird cramps in your legs all night and you have to pee 17 times yeah. so it's just like I need to sleep all the time but I also can't sleep, can't sleep. yeah so yeah so it's been kind of it's been kind of crazy Sean's been great about like if I am sleeping in the morning, getting up with Blake and, like, mm-hmm. hanging out with him so I can, like, just get a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think we're all ready. We had a baby shower. Hannah yeah. had an awesome baby shower. How was it? It was really fun. Yeah, yeah tons of people came. Um, and we had, like, fun uh, little, like, things to do, like make s'mores and tie-dye a onesie and stuff yeah. like that. So, nice. uh, yeah, we had fun. And then uh, now I feel like I'm, like, ready. Mm-hmm. Just got to... And Saturday, I'll be what they call in weeks, which mm. means she could come anytime and she'd be considered gotcha. full term. So, Woo-hoo. yeah, so I'm like, she's welcome so to come anytime. anytime. Yeah. 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 Except I, I have my heart on her being set on her being a Sagittarius like Blake because <laughs> I really like the title Mother of Centaurs. So <laughs> <laughs> I need, it's I need the I new uh, edge Game of Thrones spin off. Yeah, yeah, edge out of Scorpio. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I needed an edge out of Scorpio and then we'll go for it. That's silly. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Anytime after that. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. I'm feeling, I'm feeling ready. I'm feeling excited. Oh, Blake is potty training. He just does oh, crazy. Wow. I don't know. We got, like, someone sent us, like, the perfect child. They're mm-hmm. like, here, you need a perfect child. Because uh, we started all these potty training, like, courses and videos, and they were like, maybe you're hoping your baby will just decide to potty train, but that's a real, like, unicorn situation. Yeah. And then Blake was like, I'm ready. Aww. And we were like, okay, great. Okay. Awesome. So, what if he's out of diapers by the time Willa comes? He will. This weekend, we're yeah. just going to stop doing using diapers. Wow. Really? He's already using the potty. Wow. He oh. just decided he was, it was time. Crazy. He's yeah. the craziest child. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what I did right <laughs> to get so lucky, but mm. he's such a good, good, he's such a good baby. Kid. Yeah. yeah. So, is anyway. that, so, cause he's not yet two. Is that, yeah. like, is this like a typical time for that to happen? Or I don't know what yeah. that like time frame is like. They, the courses we're watching, which we'll st- still use some of their stuff, say that between 20 to 30 months is ideal. Okay. 
as long as they've hit like a couple of milestones that they need them to hit, like being able to communicate with you, which he obviously can, (laughs) like all this other stuff. Um, But they say after 30 months, they can get even more into like their willful toddler stage. So it might get harder again. Okay. So it's like, there's like a little sweet spot (laughs) where you should do it. The terrible twos. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That'll be. Woohoo. I know. It's really exciting because if no one tells you how excruciating potty training is it's like before they would just tell you when their diaper was dirty and you would change it it was like a whole two minute process but now they're like poop potty and then you spend the next 30 minutes of your life (laughs) in the bathroom on the floor helping them oh gosh yeah Yeah, that's kind of like the big news in my life. <laughs> Woo! Potties! Exciting. Potties! Babies Potties coming. and babies. Yeah. Woo! That's it. Nice. Yeah. Hannah, well, how are you doing? I'm good. Let's see. I just had the craziest two weeks of my life. <laughs> um, I, two weeks ago, did my one night only Juliet. Yeah. <laughs> which I'm not sure how much we talked about it. Um, Because we took October off, which, by the way, everyone, we have decided that we are going to try every other month. So you won't hear from us again until January. And we're going to see how that feels. It was just getting a little too crazy. Uh, Becky and I are crazy with work and Ariel and all those things. And now Dawn, of course, has the second baby coming along. So it just felt like maybe the time to transition. So we're going to give it a go. Um, Tell us your thoughts if you have thoughts. (laughs) Um, But yes, uh, so we didn't have an October episode. So I probably didn't say much about it, but we remounted Romeo and Juliet, which we always planned to do at NAU, actually, the university here in Flagstaff. Uh, So we remounted the summer production, but our Juliet, uh, Christina McSheffrey, she um, so awesome got into grad school and she moved to Ohio um, and she knew all along, even when she accepted the contract back in summer, that she wouldn't be able to come back for the remount. So um, I was hired as the Julie, the Romeo, the... (laughs) The remount Juliet (laughs) a couple months ago. But that finally happened on November 4th. And it was amazing. I was very nervous. And to be honest, uh, a lot of the the impetus for this this theme today, I was very anxious about it. But I just had so much memorizing to do. Um, And I just did so much of it in my bedroom and had to just trust myself (laughs) that I was doing the work because I just didn't really have a chance to try it out. But honestly, I think it was one of my best performances I've ever done. I felt very confident. I really loved playing Desdemona a few years ago. And I I had a feeling it would be similar because what I love about Juliet and Desdemona is that they have moments of levity and fun and silliness, but they also have so much emotional depth. So I had a feeling I would love it. (laughs) Um, And I did. I really did. But uh, I just had the one shot... (laughs) (laughs) Um, But my mom and aunt even came out. My mom flew out to see the show. So that was just a busy weekend because they were here. And then I immediately got my wisdom teeth out. (laughs) As soon as my mom left, I got a wisdom tooth pulled because it was just giving me some trouble, um, which is a whole other conversation. (laughs) But yes, wisdom teeth out. And then immediately uh, Jacob's brother and sister-in-law came to town all this weekend. So I've had a lot of family in town and a lot of responsibilities and medical stuff. So I feel like I haven't had any time really to like work my normal routine or do my like normal workout routine or anything like that because I've just had people in my house which is awesome but you know you're entertaining people and I just wasn't feeling well I had really bad reactions to my meds 
So oh, I was yeah. just like really dizzy. Mm. Honestly, the wisdom tooth itself was fine. Yeah. It was just my meds that really kicked my butt. But yeah, and now I have a couple weeks until, um, I mentioned it in passing a couple months ago, but Bridge Initiative, um, a theater company down in Phoenix, um, hired me to do my cabaret down there on December 4th, um, which is a Monday, kind of random, but it's actually at ASU, which is awesome, a gorgeous little theater down there with a beautiful Steinway, super excited. Um, So now that, you know, my Juliet's finally over, I'm going to start just like tweaking my script and stuff and making sure I'm ready for that performance. So if you're looking for something to do on December 4th in the the Phoenix area, come out to ASU and see my cabaret. Um, So that's kind of the big stuff is holidays and just coming off of a bunch of family and getting ready for my show. Um, It's just been busy. I feel like it's going to be January 1st in like a blink. Yeah. It's yeah. just a race to the finish line at this point. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I can't wait for January because uh, I am so stressed yes, at work. Seriously. <laughs> and oh. like, but yeah. you said December would be kind of like a little sleepier well, too, right? I'm hopeful. I at least won't be traveling. Right. Um, well, at least for work in December. Yeah, just, I mean, we're in the swing of things with Polar. Yeah. Um, we've opened, at the time of recording, we've opened two cities. We're in rehearsal for the third and then next week, the week before Thanksgiving, we'll get started on, or sorry, the week of Thanksgiving, we'll get started on the fourth and final city that we're opening. So yes, yeah, so that's just been like, yeah, just, there's just just been a lot. Crazy, crazy. Um, I did though, so I was in outside of LA this past week, and I got to go to what I think is like the number one restaurant for catering that we've had, or at least... <laughs> I'm calling it that because people have told me how much, it, how like how good it was. So I did on my way out of town. I got to like stop there for breakfast. And I was like, I'm really excited and can confirm it was very, very good. good. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, y'all are eating well when this place uh, caters for us. <laughs> um, even though that's not my job anymore. Yeah, oh, I'm I. Sorry, you're so busy. Yeah, thanks. I mean, when you're Santa's Jewish elf, yeah. it's, it's the season. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, on Wednesday, October 25th, oh. I had my final chemo. Yay! Yeah. Um, and less than a week later, uh, Don came with me to get my port taken out. Oh, yes. Um, and so that's like official. It's like done-sos. We are not planning on any more chemo. Yay! <laughs> yeah. Um, so I do have... I have like a follow-up surgery um, in December. My parents are going to come out for, um, but now I'm just kind of like in survivorship and yeah, yay. yeah. Outside of active treatment, Ugh, like of course there's so still great. like meds and stuff, but right. um, and checkups and things and checkups and imaging and all that, all that good stuff. But I don't have any more chemo. Yahoo! Yay! So, I'm yeah. so seriously the yeah. best. Did you decide what to do with your port? Right okay. now. <laughs> okay, so like, because I've been doing a lot of traveling for work. Like, yeah. A, my room is a mess. My car is a mess. My port is just sitting on the back seat of my car because I'm like, I don't know what to do with this. And I, I don't have the capacity right now to think about it. So it's just in a bag in the backseat of my car. Yeah, like, love. Yeah. They gave me my wisdom tooth and I was yeah. like, yes, I want my wisdom tooth. They're like, do you want this? I was like, of course yeah. I do. Yeah. <laughs> I want it so bad. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, like, this, this is part of my you. body. Yeah, it's yeah. Really strange. Um, like, I don't want to just throw it away, but also I don't know what to do with it. Yeah. Um, well, that's cool. Something will yeah. come to you. Like, the perfect thing will yeah. come to you. Yeah. And you'll be an like, art oh, piece. that's what to do. Turn yeah. it into an art piece. An art piece, something. Maybe it will just 
live in my car for the rest yeah. of my life. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? We'll see. Good. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we didn't do an episode in October, but I wanted to say I did do, I worked with um, Emerson Theater Company. Oh, right. Sorry, Emerson Theater oh, yeah, Collaborative yeah. down in Sedona. Um, we did um, Indecent. I was part of the ensemble for that. Um, and that was a really special show to return to. And there were also like quite a, a few Jewish actors in it as well. Like uh, we, the first rehearsal that I was at, we um, said, we like lit the Shabbat candles and like said the Hamotzi, which is the prayer over like the challah and the Kiddush, which is the prayer over wine. So it was just like really special to be able to like do that yeah, like, in a rehearsal. Rare. Like I don't think yeah. I've ever done that. So cool. it was really nice. Yeah, um, That's great. Yeah. I think that's all for me. Yeah. I'm sure it's not. But, I mean, there's but so we much only more. have so much time. There's so much. More. I know we missed I could a talk whole month. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, yeah. Oh wait, oh I did want to say though that all three of us did the fall aerial photo shoot. Oh yes, oh, yeah. which was wait, we should post fun. those. I'll definitely yeah. post those. Yeah, I'll yeah. do that. Okay. Yeah, that was such a blast. Yeah, yeah, we all did it together. It was really fun. Yeah, yeah. I'll put those on the gram. It's like the last time I did any real trapeze <laughs> was yeah. for the photo shoot. Yeah. <laughs> Since then, I've just been sitting on the floor telling people what to do. <laughs> so. Spoken like a true manager. No, exactly. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Classes, I'm like, do this. Mm. I have a, have an apprentice, so it's not like I'm not letting them. Yeah. <laughs> demonstrating anything yeah. uh, but I'm not demonstrating anything but Simon is <laughs> <Yes>. do this <laughs> no honestly when we come back in January I might be done with my apprentice stuff and I might be teaching on my own cool. awesome <gasps> yay crazy dope you'll love it it's I'm fun. very excited oh I already am obsessed yeah. <laughs> every time I come home from apprentice days I just I'm like Jacob I taught something today yeah. and he's like you're so happy and I'm like I'm so happy Aww. yay and awesome. I just can't wait to be an a body inclusive aerial teacher yeah and encourage people to take their own time and not compare themselves <laughs> and just understand that everybody is different because I feel like so many times you walk into class and some some folks are just like whipping their body over the apparatus and you're like how are you amazing already <laughs> you just, and got just here. like yeah I'm like understanding that it takes yeah. so much time because yeah. sometimes we forget that what we do is crazy hard yeah yeah we <laughs> We do. We sometimes look at other yeah. aerialists and we're like, they're so good and they make it look so easy that we are like, wow, this is so hard. It's like, yeah, it's very hard. <laughs> yeah. My my one trick as a teacher along those lines is that I always demonstrate on my non-dominant oh, side, side. Oh, while nice. I walk them through it for the first time because it Wait, really yes. it really helps yeah. me figure out like where the like the sticky spots are. where the sticky spots yeah. are and what they might what they might be feeling as Ooh, far as like very strength and pressure. So yeah. that's very it's smart. just that's just one idea. Demo on your demo on your non-dominant side, so you're like, oh, now I know what my yeah. students are going yeah. through. Yeah, and I shouldn't say bad side. Non-dominant. <laughs> non-dominant. Is yeah. That side is yeah. what we say. Or left and right. Yes, the, totally. or spicy, adventure, adventure side. side. Adventure yeah. side. Yeah. Yeah. I like yeah. spicy yeah. side too. Yeah. yeah. Adventure yeah. side. And I just want to add on to that. Like, you know, I've been doing aerial for two years or so. And I'm, I mean, having gone through what I've gone through, like, I'm building back up my strength and it's been really hard for me. Yeah. And yeah. even now I'm like, oh, like this is something I learned literally two years ago yeah. in my first class and I can't do it right now. Yeah. 
And I don't know. I just want to say that too because that's also been on my mind. And skills also come and go. Yeah. Like some things that I was really good at that I got like, yeah, a year ago, I can't do anymore because I lost it. I just haven't done it enough and I have to bring it back. And so it's like skills. Also, I feel like also in class, sometimes you're like, I need to be able to do every move every time. And sometimes it's like just not your day, like mental health days. Sometimes I'm just like, you know what? I don't want to do that one today because it's scary. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. sometimes I just like can't get my body to like do it because it's like I don't want to go upside down today. Or... Yeah. I was having this thought the other day in my poll class where I was like, I was like, I did this two years ago. And then I immediately had the thought of I am not the same person I was two years yeah. ago. Yeah. So I feel you, Becky. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Totally. Yeah. Now, but yeah. now that you're done with treatment. Yeah. It can be like right hopefully well except more... you're just traveling all the time <laughs> yeah traveling and so yeah that other surgery but yeah that won't have as quite a long recovery time and i don't yeah. know yeah. anyway all right we should move on Anywho, to the topic yes, we, we checked in too long <laughs> <laughs> anyway so today's topic um i felt a little inspired i've kind of two recent things um when i did my show in september and of course romeo and juliet just recently i have been dealing with i don't know if i would call it stage fright but nerves and anxiety specifically surrounding memorization and it's just been making me so like it's just consumes my brain I mean, both my show and, of course, Juliet are just a very heavy load. It's just a lot of lines. Obviously, my show is entirely me. It's 45 minutes of just me. So if I forget what I'm doing, there's no one there to help me. (laughs) Um, But I had never really experienced, or I haven't experienced that in a very long time. And usually I don't experience stage fright or nerves. Um, So it's a new, it's a fairly new experience. So I'm trying to work through it. Um, so I thought it would be a nice discussion because I'm absolutely certain people go through this yeah. and especially new actors. So anyway, wanted to discuss how we can kind of work through it and any maybe experiences you guys have had of maybe times you did go up on stage and forget lines. And was there a way that you like got yourself out of it or stuff you do before the show that calms yourself or or even just memorization tactics to help you feel more prepared? Do you guys experience this or have you not I, felt it for a while? I think I always do. I don't think I've ever had an experience where I didn't. Really? Because um, yeah, I, I rarely do. Both on stage and like, you know, for any kind of aerial performance, mm-hmm. anything like that. I get super nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't, I, I think like, you know, if I get really far into a run, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I've done some Weeks, longer yeah. runs of shows. Mm-hmm. And when I get further into a run, it might start to be something that doesn't come up as much. Yeah. But definitely something that I regularly experience when it comes to mm-hmm. getting on stage, especially an opening night or, you know, mm-hmm. a short run of a show. It's very typical for me, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, and yeah, I think that it's just kind of part of the, for me, part of the, anxiety of like am I gonna do a good job or you know am I gonna do what I want to do or is everything gonna go correctly it's not usually for me around memorization Mm -hmm. I find I can like stand at the edge of the stage and think I have no idea what my lines are and go on stage and just say them you know like they're in like that deep part of your brain Yeah. yeah yeah and so that's always what I count on is I count on like the lines are there somewhere and when someone says 
you know, my cue says or does the know. thing that triggers my line, I'll say my line. Yeah. <laughs> but so I never get nervous about lines. Really? That's the thing that worries me the most. Yeah, same. No, I don't I don't think about it at all. I'm usually like, well, I have no idea what I say. <laughs> I'll go on stage and it will come out. <laughs> that's so funny. Wow. Um, yeah. So that only. doesn't bother me at all. But yeah. really? Yeah. So but, it's just the like idea of doing well. Yeah, will I do well? Will the audience enjoy, enjoy it? it yeah. I mean, I feel it in a whole different way as a producer. It is very hard for me to enjoy a Flag Shakes play Mm -hmm. the first time I watch it because I am not at all watching the show. I'm watching all of the audience members, Mm -hmm. and I'm very nervous about what they're feeling. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm trying to figure out, do they think it's funny? Do they like it? Do they, you know, what are they? So that is a whole different level of nerves Mm because I also have no control because I'm not on the stage Mm -hmm. and I'm not performing, but I'm sitting there in the audience going like, "Uh, is this a flop? (laughs) Are people going to love it? Are they going to laugh? So it's really hard for me to enjoy our plays Mm -hmm. because my nerves are so high. I I don't experience that like at another Right, theater else's company. Play, yeah. yeah, seeing someone else's play is easy enough because I'm just like, well, whatever. Yeah, I see what they do. This isn't my circus. Yes, <laughs> not, not, circus. not my circus, not my monkeys. Yeah, yeah. But even like you know, Romeo and Juliet at NAU, I couldn't stay and watch the whole thing, unfortunately, because I had to go home. But you know, I, it was like, wait, nobody laughed at that line. Everyone laughed at that line under the tent. Why didn't anyone laugh at that line? Are they going to come along for this show? Is this the wrong venue for this show? Can we like just the spiral of thoughts makes it really hard, and that's where I get really anxious as an actor I feel like it's a benefit because I go on stage and I have a lot of energy right Mm -hmm. it often affects my breath very poorly so I have to remind myself like not to be breathy yeah over my lines if I'm anxious but um outside of do the Hollywood huff yeah I just like you know kind of (laughs) I don't even know how to imitate it but I get really really breathy and I'm talking with my breath and all everything's coming out on breath yeah you know what I mean so I have to like remind myself like don't do that if you're anxious that's the only way I feel like it negatively affects me Mm. the anxiety I think outside of that it gives me a lot of energy Mm -hmm. so when you were like oh I did Juliet only once and I think it was great and I think it was one of my best performances I'm like that makes sense because if you were super nervous that was like fueling your show and that energy is great for Mm -hmm. an actor yeah um but you know well I was so freakishly hyper focused yes yes. because I had literally one chance right Mm -hmm. yeah so literally down to the like I mean I also like I had like papers of like what to do next and where to you know like because I was like I am Uh not gonna get this wrong yeah so I was like and off stage I was like <laughs> just staring into the abyss, you yeah. know. Like I was like, no one talk to me. I have so much to do. Uh-huh. I have so much to think about. Uh-huh. I have daggers to grab and pillows to grab. Yeah. Like, did you feel um, supported from the people who had done the show during the summer? Like totally. that camaraderie of like, hey, girl, we got you. Like, if you're on the wrong side of the stage, we'll figure it out for you. Especially like, Paige yeah. and Marcus. So Paige was my nurse, and Marcus was my Romeo, and. Marcus is perhaps the chillest human I've ever met. (laughs) So, like, even when we did, like, our intimacy, it was so sweet. At the end of our intimacy rehearsal, he was like, thanks for making that so easy. And I was like, thank you for making that so easy. Like, he was like, that was so professional. Thanks. And he would just, like, he would be like, he would, like, thank me for, like, doing a good job. (laughs) I was like, thanks, Marcus. That's very sweet. Um, But he... Yeah, I just had to remind myself. And, you know, it's so funny because this sounds so simple. 
But with Juliet specifically, I was like, Hannah, you know your lines. You have to listen. You have to listen so hard. (laughs) If you get lost... All you can do is listen to the other person. Yeah. Because sometimes we're like, I'm supposed to walk to the left and then say this line. And then I'm waiting for them to finish my line for me to say my line. It's like, I just have to listen to what Marcus is actually saying to me. And I had to just be like, look into Marcus's eyes. (laughs) Like, actually (laughs) look at him. (laughs) And that was very helpful. I was like, I just need to actually try to connect to Marcus right now, actually listen to what he's saying. But I literally said to Paige, I was like, Paige, if I go tits up, will you please help me? (laughs) And she was like, of course. (laughs) Um, Of course. That's a good... So like when memorizing... um, like actually understanding what the person is, Same what I am to responding you. to yeah. is like, I mean, this is like, I don't know, like memorization right. 101, yeah. but it's like <laughs> oftentimes um, if I'm having trouble, like remembering what my next line is, it's because I don't know what I'm responding, what I'm responding to. to. Yeah. yeah. Or what the other person is saying or like, exactly. yeah. And so, yeah. I don't Cause know, it's, it's buried just, in there. If yeah, you understand yeah. what you are actually doing and the yeah. arc of the character, when you gain information, you give them information. So as long as you're actually listening, you know, you might yeah. end up accidentally skipping or something, especially if there's like a repetitive section. But if you're truly listening, you shouldn't like fully forget. You might yeah. like forget a transition or some a couple words, but... I found that that really helped me. Um, But yeah, they were very supportive. I mean, honestly, weirdly enough, Juliet's not on stage with a lot of people. It's mostly just Romeo and the nurse. Yeah. Um, So between the two of them, who Paige is already a good friend of mine, so was definitely not worried about that. And Marcus and I haven't worked together on stage, but he's been in our last few shows. So as an administrator and as a staff, I know him quite well. Um, And I just knew him to be such an easy human to get along with. So I knew it wasn't going to be hard. Um, So that was great. Um, But that's fascinating that the lines for you are not the worry. No. Because I am not, well, I guess, of course, (laughs) I am worried about like what people think of me, but I'm not worried about walking out there and doing the thing. I'm afraid of going up. I'm yeah. afraid of losing oh. where I am. Yeah. 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 I'm 100% of mm-hmm. percent afraid of going blank yep. and then just being like a deer in stuck. the headlights. <laughs> yeah. That's my biggest yeah. fear. Yeah. Something that helps me or well, one of my like pre-show rituals um, as an actor is if I can be like on the stage or in the space um, going through all of my lines mm-hmm. from top to bottom. So and even if it's just like mumbling it to myself or yeah saying the tricky stuff out loud or in the importance of being earnest, like the one Miss Prism monologue at the end where it was like very important that I did not mix up these like two words. (laughs) Because in rehearsals when I wasn't like, you know, when I was just like saying Uh the lines and I was like, blah, 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 blah. Oh, that was wrong. That was really (laughs) wrong. And that changes the whole meaning of the show. (laughs) So like particularly like stuff like that, I'm very like conscious of like, these are the words in this order. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> no, I get super nervous about missing an entrance. Mm. Yeah. I freak out true, about the true, idea true. of missing an entrance. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's really what, like, will get me is the idea that maybe I won't come on stage on time. And so, like, I actually hate being off stage during a mm-hmm. show. I would Whoa. much rather just be on stage the whole show. Whoa. Um, because if I'm in the dressing room, I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know. Did I miss I, it? Did so I relax too I long? never go to Did the I... dressing room. In I just college, sit in the wings. Um, yep. In college, um, I was doing a show, and um, it was me and one of, like, the grad actors. 
And we almost missed the bows because we were just like chit chatting <laughs> in the dressing room. And we're like, uh-huh. this has been going on for quite a while. And then we like made it right in time to like bow. <laughs> Walk on. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 I, did a, I did a production of Christmas Carol where I literally just hung out on Ebenezer's yep. bed every time it was backstage. Because I was like, I'm not going to. Because it was yeah. so doubled and yeah. so like, oh, oh. And I was yeah. like, there's no way I'm missing an yeah. entrance. Like yeah. this is. So, yeah, I get that, just hanging out in the wings. Like, I would so much rather do that. But I would honestly rather just be on stage mm. because then I know I'm on stage. Yeah. <laughs> so for, for me, I like the kind of show where I'm mostly in and out and in and out and in and out. But what I liked about Juliet is that she comes on, but she has these just, like, little baby breaks. Like, she's never yeah. gone for long, so mm-hmm. it's not like you have enough time to, like, go to the bathroom or, like, go sit in the dressing room. But you do have enough time to drink a, drink some water, check your entrance, maybe mm-hmm. look at, the like, the next line. Yeah. Take a deep look breath. Look speech, like, yeah. <laughs> grab your, you know, yeah. grab a prop or whatever. But it's never enough time to, like, get nervous again. <laughs> yeah. It's just enough time to, like, get what you need to get done. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Which was yeah. nice. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing about, like, a show like or like live performances theater art is like it once goes. you start that train is getting to the end so yeah. like hop on board because here yeah. we are <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah yeah you have to do it yeah I think all of this goes back to how important the team is yeah because you're also right trusting everyone else to know their lines trusting right. everyone else to make their entrances trusting everyone else on stage that if you did go up on a line right. or if you did yeah. miss your entrance they would somehow be able to cover yeah. for you and like pull you right. yeah. back into the show yeah. without being a, so it's like having a really solid team yeah. i think is the most important thing right yeah just to make sure that shout like, out to stage managers yeah yeah, yeah. stage <laughs> managers well. also making sure that you're yeah. not still in the dressing room when you should be yeah, yeah. <laughs> that you've got that prop piece or that costume or totally. yeah. yeah yeah totally yeah. yeah so I don't know so I think that's really important so when I was working in uh in Lanesboro Minnesota at the Commonwealth Theater I was just an intern and I you know so I was maybe one year out of college or whatever and we did a really long run of a show like a super long run of a show and it was a new playwright play and I played just like the daughter of the main character uh or like the stepdaughter of the main character anyway so i was all alone and we're just like on a bridge in a scene and he has you know this guy has come back to town and he has this long monologue Mm -hmm. you know about like why he's there and i mean it was just like probably like three or five minutes of him talking And I don't talk at all during the entire monologue. I just listen to the whole monologue. And we ran onto that bridge and I turned around and looked at him and I could just see in his eyes that he had no idea what to say. And I was like, oh, well, this is interesting because I don't have any lines. (laughs) So I just started asking questions that I knew the answers were in his yeah. monologue, you know, so like yeah. probably pretty stupid questions like, why are you here <laughs> or whatever. But, yeah. uh, but we got through the whole scene and we got off stage and he like literally like hugged me so hard. He like picked me up off the crown. Do you know yeah. what happened? I was like, he just said he blanked. Yeah. Huh. So maybe that's why you're not concerned about lines because you're like, <laughs> somebody will help you. Somebody will yeah, help like, you. Cause you, yeah. You've Even if they it. don't have any lines. Yeah. <laughs> but that's if you have a, that's if you have a scene partner. Yeah. yeah. If you go up yeah. without a scene partner. Like that's what's scary about my show 
If yeah. I go up, I mean, Simon is there, my pianist, <laughs> yeah. but uh, there's no one who I'm talking to. I'm yeah. not, yeah. you know, so if I just forget what's next, I yes. just kind of have to take a moment, which is fine, but I do have to like have that moment of like, okay, what song am I singing? Yeah. <laughs> the, you know, the thing I like about a solo show in that way, though, is that you can vamp without throwing anyone else off. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and I, if you do mess up, it's yeah. just you. It's just you. And the audience has no idea. I mean, I've, so I've done a couple, like in Phoenix, we used to do something called Po Fest. Hmm. And we would literally, we would, it was around Halloween time. But yeah, yeah we would act out. Like, we would do the whole the piece yeah. Yeah. from Poe. So some of them were 20, 25 minutes, whatever, like the entirety of the fall of the House of Usher or Telltale Heart or whatever. And yeah. you were just alone on stage because you were supposed to be, you know, like in a room in an insane asylum. But the great thing about that is, like, if you forget a line or you skip a part or you do a thing, like, A, the audience doesn't know, and B, no one else is relying on yeah. you. So you're just kind of like, here I go. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, or No yeah. Spring Chicken. Mm-hmm. That one was, I think, you know, 60 minutes or something. Mm-hmm. And I did have a scene partner occasionally. Mm-hmm. But it was like, if I forgot what came next. Mm-hmm. And then that is where I think what you said earlier, Becky, is really interesting is, What's more anxiety-inducing is if you say the wrong thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because I had this whole part about her taking – because it's about a woman trying to get pregnant when she's 40. I had this whole thing about her taking uh, the ovulation tests. Mm -hmm. And at some point, Jim, our wonderful Jim Warren, who was directing, was like, you keep giving it away by saying – the first one I took, oh, uh, instead of being like, I took one. This one was, yeah, like, he was like, if you say first, the audience knows there's a second. Yeah. <laughs> if you say second, yeah. they know there's a third. You can't give away, like, mm-hmm. what's going to happen here yeah. by saying the wrong word. Yeah. 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 And I was like, oh, shoot. <laughs> so then those those things do really stick in your mind, and you're like, do not say first. Yeah. Yeah. Do not say first. <laughs> or, like, things that you probably wouldn't say in real life but you sometimes accidentally do as an actor like say someone's name wrong yeah. or like call someone by your characters you know like name or something where it's like that oh, probably yeah. wouldn't happen in real life but as an actor it's there's a possibility because you're not that person <laughs> <laughs> you know you haven't known them for 60 years yeah. um, or like mispronounce something that you probably wouldn't have as a like real life human being yeah. and things like that yeah. where it's like oh no I would know how to say that if I was actually <laughs> yeah. blah 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 you know so yeah. so is there anything that we can do uh, to who we kind of talked about memorization a little bit about like really listening. Um, I guess just tactics for are really the only my big advice I can give is like you do have to prepare. Like yeah. Yeah. you cannot slack. And unfortunately, if you put things off, if you don't memorize on time, your nerves are going to be higher because you didn't put in the work. Unfortunately, you didn't put in the time. And that's really where I have to push myself where I'm like, Hannah, this is no one's fault, but you, if you don't know your lines or if you don't know your track, if you don't know your choreography. Um, so for me, I try to start as far ahead as I can. I try to give myself a daily goal where it's like, I need to at least look at this every day. And if I can look at it at least 30 minutes or at least an hour, or at Mm -hmm. least read it before bed every night, even if I didn't have time to like really sit down and memorize today, I need to look at it every day from like two to four weeks or whatever before the show. 
Um, something I love to do is the letter technique, okay. which I do. Uh, I write down every first letter of every word, which really works for me because it's a step just between of your stuff. We yes, do the same just, thing. Yeah, yeah just yeah. with my stuff. Yeah. Um, and it's a really good step between being fully memorized and physically reading the words off the page. So it's like a nice step in between where it still makes your mind work for the word, but mm-hmm. it still gives you a stepping stone. So I would definitely recommend that as a memorization tactic. Um, think, did you learn that from me during All's Well? No, I learned that from Brianna Conrad Okay, down at Southwest. Okay, I learned it from the laziest actor I've ever known. And when, I, when he did it for the first time, I was like, this has to be gold. This has to work. If the laziest actor is doing it. And they were in a literal two, they were in a two-person show. Uh, they were in uh, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern oh, wow. are dead playing one of the two. Of I can't them. remember yeah. if they were Rosencrantz You're like, or Guildenstern. So if it works. And I was like, if that works to get that actor off book. That must be it genius. Must be. Yeah. <laughs> it works really well for yeah. me. Yeah, I learned yeah. it when I was a stage management apprentice working with some grad yeah. acting students. Yeah, it's um, the best. Yeah, and then something else on memorization, I mentioned like understanding what the other person is saying, mm-hmm. but also, and particularly for me with Shakespeare, like understanding what I am saying. Yeah. Like I cannot just memorize the no. words yeah. in the order that they appear. Yeah, I absolutely. really need to know what I'm saying. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, paraphrasing is really good. Yeah. Something that Jim really pushed on the Romeo and Juliet cast was when you run your lines don't be sitting down Mm -hmm. which sometimes I still do but I did try to like run my lines while on a walk or just walk around in my room or if I am running lines with a friend they can sit but I should try to at least pace or something just because when you are acting you're up you're making choices and at least for Mm -hmm. me that's when I forget my lines when I'm just sitting down Mm -hmm. I can say all my lines but when I'm making choices it was actually so funny guys I was like I'm absolutely convinced that when Marcus kisses me all of it's gonna be gone (laughs) because like you know when you're rehearsing just in your room you just say kiss or there's probably there's a kiss somewhere in that monologue (laughs) but when it actually like breaks it up so it's like you do have to like get your body moving and like working because it's going to be similar to how you're actually like up and at them but yeah any other memorization or just like preparation tactics there's some great apps mm, yeah i have a, oh. i use the app line learner mm-hmm. and i love it it has all kinds of options where it's like you record them all and you record your cues and your lines but then it has all kinds of options about playback. Oh. So you can either just leave a pause the length of the line mm-hmm. or you can have it play your line, leave a pause the length of your line and then replay your line. Mm. Or you can have it, you know, leave a pause and then play your line. So like it can kind of kind of like the letter thing, it can be like a stepping, a stepping stone. stone. Yeah. So it can play it, you can say it then it can play it again. You can see if you said it right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Or it can just leave the spot. Or you can say it, and then it can play it back to you. You can see if you said it right. Whatever. And is there, like, so your cue line, do you record yeah. that? Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, when you're reading it, there's definitely, yeah. that's another step. Def- yeah. The from reading. Yeah. yeah. You set up all the characters it. and, yeah. like, mm-hmm. insert the line, oh. whatever. So you, so recording it is part of the process of learning it, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah. you're saying them all out loud while you're recording it. But yeah. then that way, you really can take it for a walk. Yes. Because like, it's just on car, your phone. Yeah. So yeah. you can just play it on your phone while you're walking and, like, mm-hmm. say your line whenever you want to. So I love line. I think it's called Line Learner. Okay. I think that's what it's called. I'm I've sure never tried it, but I, I've heard Paige talk about it, and I have been meaning to try it, but have not ultimately ever tried it. 
Yeah, I really like it. And it, and yeah, if you if you know you're learning your lines swiftly or you're going to be like on a plane or in a car or mm-hmm. like somewhere else, yeah. it can be super helpful. Or like you were saying, like one time before bed, sometimes on like mm-hmm. the worst days where you just don't get to it, you could just mm-hmm. like put in your headphones <laughs> and fall asleep. Or like yeah. while you're brushing your teeth. Or, yeah, yeah, and just be like, yeah. okay, here we go. I'll just listen to it. Totally. <laughs> time yeah. through. So I would suggest that one. But as far as nerves, I would say... You know, the two biggest things that I always try to tell myself are, one, the audience is on your side. Mm-hmm. They want you to succeed. They want to see a great show. They want you to have a great performance. Yeah. If something happens that's out of your control, they are so with you to get back on track. Like, that's yeah. actually one of the best things that can happen in live theater. Yeah. Like, you know, like this summer, the lights got turned off in the middle of Mike Levine's mm-hmm. uh, big Malvolio monologue. <laughs> the audience was so into with that. Him, yeah. When the lights came yeah. back on, like yeah. he had to vamp in between. Whatever. They were so into it. And that's I'm the sure beauty of he live was theater. Being hilarious. Yeah. 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 And that's what they're like thinking. Stuff like that. They're yeah. like, I just saw something no one else saw. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So, they, so they're 100% on your side that that helps me with the type of nerves I get which is way more related to like what's the audience thinking than Mm -hmm. the line stuff like (laughs) we've talked about so I love to keep that in mind but then also just my forever acting advice which is to never actually be in character (laughs) (laughs) just be like be you in the situation yeah and if you're nervous in the situation then use it why are you nervous you know and it usually makes sense because you're not doing a play where there aren't high stakes situations happening right like you're not going on stage just being chill (laughs) like something is happening (laughs) on stage so if you're nervous that's fine your character is also probably super nervous Mm -hmm. um because something huge is happening in their life yeah so it's like yeah just use it and know the audience is behind you yeah (laughs) yeah so after especially after my September version of my show um I had just like it wasn't even that bad but I had like flubbed a line and kind of got behind in like one of my little monologues and it just like stuck with me so bad and so when Romeo and Juliet was coming up I was like trying I well first of all I was just like memorizing so hard because I was like I'm not gonna let this happen again but something that Jacob just kept telling me and he was like you need to think about this was like your worth is not in your performance of this one show yeah Mm -hmm. and I mean like from a Christian perspective he was like Hannah your worth is not as an actor like you are so much more than just an actor it's something that you love and it's your career and you really enjoy doing it and you do love it and you're good at it but that isn't what makes you Hannah like that is not your worth so literally like before Romeo and Juliet I mean I sent up so many prayers but I was also like Hannah your worth is not in your performance your worth is not in your performance and I just had to kept telling myself that if you do mess up no one will care. Yeah. No one yeah. will remember. <laughs> like, I mean, of course, if something like absolutely like really went wrong, but that's like you got sick or like, you know, something has to really go wrong. And that's something you can't control. Like right. something really, really happened. You tripped, you fell, you broke your arm, you got sick, you're throwing out. like something has to go that wrong. <laughs> and people understand because they're humans and there are humans yep. on the other end. Yeah. So I just had to, ha- that was something that actually worked really well for me this time was literally just like sitting with my eyes closed before I went on 
on stage and telling myself, your worth is not in your performance. And that helped me enjoy going out there and playing. Because I was like, if I mess up, I mess up. And that's the way it is. But I wasn't having fun. Like, you have to have fun. Like, we do this because we love it. Yeah. (laughs) Like, if I'm not having fun, what am I doing here? Well, and what are the, I mean, along the lines of this, your worth not being in it. Also, what are the stakes? Yeah. It's a play. This is an ephemeral moment in everyone's life. Like, if you mess up. Yeah. I mean, it's not, as my dad would say, rocket surgery. Yeah. (laughs) Rocket surgery. So it's like. It's it's, a play. Yeah. Yeah. It's a play. And, you know, and as important as it is to us Mm -hmm. and as important as I believe theater is in the world, Mm -hmm. it's. The, the consequences are not dire, mm-hmm. yeah. right? So we can make mistakes and we can screw up yeah. and actors do all the time. Yeah. yeah. And it Only absolutely human. does not define your right. worth. And it absolutely doesn't ruin anyone's life. Right. Yeah. <laughs> nope. So yeah. it's like you forget a prop, you don't make an entrance, you forget a line, you have a off day performance. It's okay. It it's is what it actually is. actually okay. Yep. <laughs> Let that be known for everybody. Like, (laughs) your worth is not defined in your work. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. Yes, that was... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're so much more. Like, you are so many things. You are all of your... The sum... More than the sum of your parts. You're more than the sum of your parts. Yeah, you're more than the sum of your parts. Like, we... You are so much more than just a performer if that is what you do or whatever you do you're so much more mm -hmm. than that yeah whatever mistake you just made you're so much more than that yeah (laughs) and and that is really something that honestly I've didn't realize until I started dating Jacob was something that I really struggled with like Mm -hmm. you know Jacob said to me one day he's like well like what if I break my hands (laughs) like what if something Mm -hmm. happens to my fingers because Jacob is a very talented guitarist. That's his job. It's like, I'm still me. And I have to, if something happens to me that I can't perform anymore, I have to remember that I'm also a other, I'm something else. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, that's so true. Like if for some reason I gave up theater or aerial or performance or singing, I am still so many other things. And yes, that's a big part of me, but I have to make sure that I'm not making theater and performing who I am. Yeah, it's a very, everything is transitory. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I just had this huge revelation. I'm not sure I could put it into words, but they're also all things that you started doing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? At some point. Like there's there's something that is you, and then you learned to do something. You learned guitar. You you taught yourself to perform on stage. Right. So like, of course, there's something at the center there that's worth more than any of these one things because right. they're all things that you taught yourself. And mm-hmm. if you lose one of them or you stop doing one of them, you'll transition. And yeah. You'll, something else. You'll you learn can something. teach yourself yeah. something new. Yeah. Like you taught yourself that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now you can teach yourself something yeah. else. And that was yeah. what I loved about Ariel because I hadn't discovered something that I loved that much since theater. Yeah. And I discovered theater when I was like five. <laughs> so I was like, I haven't learned something new yeah. that I enjoyed this much yeah. since yeah. I was a child. So if, yeah, if something happened that I couldn't do Ariel, then I would start crocheting. I don't know. I'd find something <laughs> yeah. that I really loved, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it's anyway, that really, that really helped me during Romeo and Juliet. And I'm hoping that I can bring that into my 
uh, performances moving forward. Because, yeah, the last year, I've definitely just dealt with nerves in a way I never did before. So we kind of talked about, like, if we do mess up, you know, remembering that, like, our worth is not in that. And also remembering that, like, when you do have someone on stage, they're there to help catch you. I think something else along these lines is constructive criticism. So um, how can we learn from our mistakes? How can we accept criticism from friends and peers and um, mentors? Um, And something specifically with Robbie and Juliet, you know, I I requested that people who saw the show, I was like, I'm happy to take constructive criticism. But like the night of the show, I just want to celebrate. Uh-huh. So and I think asking and setting mm-hmm. that boundary, like sometimes people are not open to yeah. receiving that and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And I think, so somebody who, if somebody wants to give some feedback, mm-hmm. it could start with, hey, like, do you want some feedback or do you just want to like let it live? Right. And it's, and then let the other person. Yeah. Yeah. And oftentimes for me, I know what I did wrong. Yeah. And so I can give myself my own constructive criticism and be like, oh, oops, I could have done that better and I know how to fix it next time. So you telling me isn't super helpful, but some things I don't realize because I'm not watching me perform. So I think, yeah, setting boundaries with friends and family and loved ones. Well, we have professional boundaries about this too, right? Yes. Like you should not give someone. An actor yeah. a note. You an actor not does give not them. give another actor a note. Yes. An actor doesn't give another actor a note, but you also shouldn't, there shouldn't be constructive criticism once you open. Mm. Like yeah. directors <laughs> should be giving you feedback mm-hmm. on your performance until you open. And once you open, that's it. Yeah. But then like, that's the stage manager, or can be the stage manager's um job to maintain the like those are artistic choices if you start making a completely wild choice that's something (laughs) different yeah but if it's if it's you know like just if it's about the performance that you're giving within the boundaries that were set then I I get very upset when I see people get late notes Mm, because I don't think it's helpful for actors I think once they open they are opened and it has to just go from there yeah let it breathe yeah you're right about I mean that's a totally different podcast but you're also right about actors changing their choices during a run (laughs) which is should be a huge taboo yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) especially (laughs) if you physically interact with someone else you cannot change your choice discovering (laughs) nuance is different Totally the changing the trajectory is not yeah. not okay. Not a not okay. Yeah. yeah. So but. I think for me that's that's a really important thing too, both as a director and as an actor, is to remember where the boundaries are and why they were established that way. Yeah. 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 Uh, but there is nothing more frustrating than an actor who can't take a note. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who just gets, you know, defensive and angry yeah. and yeah. you know, Um, can't listen to what you're saying and there's definitely a difference between like asking for clarification or Mm -hmm. or oh i was previously told this and that's how i understood it but now it sounds like things are changing or maybe Mm -hmm. i interpreted that in not the way that it was intended so i think there's definitely a difference between flat out just being like nope or like (laughs) well i was told this and that's what i'm doing as opposed to like okay wait i'm not quite understanding let me like get to the bottom yeah. of what this <laughs> the, yeah just or clarifying. Just, just needing the artistic help to get there yeah yep. like yeah. uh can you give me an exercise can you give me yeah. a tactic <laughs> yeah i want to give you what you want but i don't know how yeah so that's totally fine yeah, yeah like help me get there is understandable yeah um, yeah because sometimes they're asking you something you've never tried before or you're just <laughs> not quite understanding what they mean yeah um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's been for me too, especially with my show. People definitely have 
opinions on cabarets uh, and how things should be done and all those things. So <laughs> I know exactly. Wow, sorry, I just made a face. I know like, exactly which human she's talking about. Oh no. <laughs> um, several different humans, not just one human. Oh, okay. There's one I know of who I feel like is probably in that yeah that. category. Oh, okay. So there is. It's a letter between like Jason Robert Brown and Sondheim or something huh. like that, where like Jason Robert Brown. 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 I just made him past tense. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a verb. Now. He's a verb now. That's what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> um, where and I think you've it's been them, so... Robert Brown. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, where there was something like, and I think it's between the two of them. So sorry if it's not, and I'm dragging one of them through the mud. <laughs> but where like one of uh, it must have been like Sondheim invited him to a show Jason to a show and like Jason just unprompted like started giving feedback yeah and then years later was like whoa I fucked I up I should not have done that yeah like that was not my place like I did not write this show yeah. I did not work on this show mm-hmm. I saw this show and like yes he's a peer but like that was not my place yeah. like uh-huh. I could have just unless left it at it like, was wonderful like yeah. thank you for inviting me yeah. unless he had been like please I yeah. want your thoughts yeah, yeah yeah which is totally different but mm-hmm. sorry when you just said like people coming up to you and like giving you feedback on your show that they had nothing <laughs> to do with. Like, Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Which yeah. sometimes it is good. Yeah. Sometimes it is good feedback. Yeah. Like I remember in my show, I ask people to text their mom um, or their dad or their sibling or someone who they love that they love them. Um, but I got constructive criticism that that scared someone. Because all they did out of the blue was text their mom, uh, I love you. Uh-huh. And they don't Aww. ever do that. And their mom was and like, their mom Are was you like, okay? They're dying. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay. So like that's very co- good constructive criticism. <laughs> I'm going to say something more like text your mom and tell her I love you. Let's have a catch-up call soon. Just wanted to say hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's a different text than I love, I love you. you. <laughs> no, like no, no, no context. No, yeah. And if you don't normally just say out of the blue to your mom, I love you, they might be like, what's going on? <laughs> so like that kind of stuff yeah. is really good information for me yeah, to have. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not like it can be entirely bad. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So anyway, we're coming up on time, but any last minute thoughts about what we can do to be, to feel better about this or to prep ourselves or when we do mess up how we can kind of move past it well I think like at the end of the day at the end of the day you're only human Mm -hmm. and the grace that well so I guess this is kind of like back and forth and back and forth but the grace that you would extend somebody else give Mm -hmm. to yourself but also and then and then also understand like if other people mess up like give understand they are also only human Mm -hmm. um and that's something as a stage manager that I really like to remember. Like, mm. I know I'm going to mess up. So, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want to ever, like, get mad at somebody else for messing up. Right? Yeah. Because I would want them to give me the same grace that mm-hmm. I would give them. Yeah. I think that's great. <laughs> I think that's – I think that's, I think I already said my closing remarks, which are just, like, everyone's on your side. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Everyone wants you to succeed. <laughs> Yeah. Whether it's theater or giving a speech or standing up in front of yeah. a classroom, whatever makes yeah. you nervous, mm-hmm. in the public speaking realm, like everyone's on your side. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. They want you to do well. Yeah, totally. Yeah. 
All right. Well, everyone, I hope that if you have a performance coming up or if you're a new actor or something like that, hopefully this can help you through some of those feelings that are big. I have big feelings most of the time. (laughs) So I... uh, (laughs) Sometimes I have to remind myself that other people have these feelings. So it's not an entirely unique experience. And you're a human and you feel things. And we all want to do well and all those things. So, all right. Well, thanks for listening to this month's episode of Untamed Truths. I'm Dawn. And I'm Hannah. And I'm Becky. Join us for our next episode in January to ring in the new year. Follow Untamed Shrews on our Instagram at Untamed Shrews Podcast and on the Flag Shakes website. All episodes of Untamed Shrews can be found wherever you get your podcasts, as well as on sunsounds.org and the Flag Shakes YouTube. Please subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review, put us in your Instagram stories, donate at flagshakes.org slash donate, become a podcast sponsor, and buy Shrew Crew merch. Help support us. <laughs> this episode of Untamed Shrews starring Don Tucker, Becky Zaritsky, and Hannah Fonts. Show art by Calliope Ludecker. Podcast theme song by Caden Slam. Podcast produced and edited by Hannah Fonts. Presented by Flagstaff Shakespeare Festival and recorded with Sun Sounds of Arizona. Special thanks to our audio engineer, Gina Byers. Yay. Yay. Thanks, Happy Gina. holidays, everyone. Oh, yes. Happy oh, holidays. my gosh. We'll see you in January. <laughs> 2024. <laughs>